Hey guys, one quick thing before we dive in. This show has been nominated for Best of Our Valley 2020. It's a contest put on every year by AZ Foothills, and it would mean the world to me if you went and voted for the Hey Presley podcast. It's super quick. You don't have to live in Arizona. You can live anywhere. And I put the link in the show notes here for you, or you can go to my Instagram at Hey Presley. Presley is P-R-E-S-L-I-E, and the link is right there in my Instagram bio as well. It's super fast. You can vote up to twice per day and you can vote every single day until November 30th. But just click my name twice while you're on the website today and I would really appreciate it. Again, the link's in the show notes and my Instagram bio. And thank you so, so much. Hey guys, welcome back to the Hey Presley podcast. Today's episode is gonna be a little different. It's just me, a solo show, sharing some thoughts and tips with you. And to be quite honest, I've really gone in ebbs and flows of feeling comfortable hopping on here alone. There are so many great people that I've brought on and I'll continue to bring on that have so much wisdom and knowledge. And I feel really honored to have this platform that allows me to share those conversations. But I'm also trying to recognize that I have helpful things to share too. And I'm really working on getting out of my own way so that I can bring those to this space. And I'm sure you know or can relate to, sometimes it's really scary to put yourself out there and talk about what's on your heart or something that you think is important. But a really powerful mindset shift for me lately that that I've been realizing is that if I have something to say that could help you get out of your own way, to take action on your goals, to empower you, to make, you know, to cause you to take a step, to feel differently or improve your quality of life, well, then it's a disservice for me to not share that. Do you hear that? It's a disservice for me to not share that because if you're trusting me as your host and you're showing up by listening and hopefully subscribing to this show, then wouldn't it be wrong for me to not share things of value just because I'm a little nervous to talk solo? I think it would be. And it's funny how when we talk through things and and we come to these realizations, like when you flip it, and I, and I think, what would I tell a friend? It's so much easier because if a friend told me, I have things to share, but sometimes it feels weird to do it alone and put it out in the world. Well, I would tell them, then just start doing it because someone is going to benefit from it. And the more you do it, the more comfortable you'll be. So here I am, here we go. <laughs> so speaking of the uncomfortable, today we're gonna talk about public speaking. Eek. In the last episode of the podcast, I shared the speech that I gave at Powerhouse Women 2019, which was the biggest public speaking gig I've ever done. I've done small workshops and group settings here and there, but there was over 300 people in that room for that speech, and it really felt like a milestone and a a journey in my career. In preparing for that opportunity, I went through a lot of emotions, and I learned a ton and a lot of practical advice when it comes to delivering a killer speech, so I want to share that information with you here today. And of course, I'm no expert in speaking yet. I'm not the world's most sought after keynote speaker, but this experience was really transformative for me. And like I said, I learned a lot and I figured what better way to share those lessons than through this platform. Plus, I think it's a common misconception that we have to wait until we're an expert or that we're perfect at something before we start sharing what we're learning 
you know, throughout the journey and along the way with those around us. So whether it's 2,000 people or 20 people that you're presenting for, I really think the tips and tricks in this episode will prove valuable to you. And even if you don't have something like that coming up soon, I still encourage you to listen through this entire episode and then bookmark it for later because honestly, being able to communicate your ideas clearly and in an engaging way is just really an essential life skill regardless of your profession. And you'll definitely want to listen all the way to the end because I have a bonus for you. It's a five-minute, wickedly powerful visualization that you can use and listen to as you're preparing for something like a speech or a presentation, and it's delivered by my great friend, Tane Griffin. So the first thing that I want to note is Psychology Today reports that up to 25% of people experience fear of public speaking. Honestly, that seems like an underestimate to me. When I think about all the people that I know, that's only one in four, and it seems like a lot more people are scared than that. But that's still a really substantial group of the population. So why do we fear it so much? Well, when we start to experience fear and anxiety, it arouses the autonomic nervous system, which engages a stimulus that's similar to a threat response. Basically, our mind and body prepares us for battle. (laughs) And that subconscious feeling starts to manifest, and we can often build up this nervousness in our mind. There's even a concept known as anxiety sensitivity, which in simple terms means that you know you're anxious or that you're going to be anxious and you're not sure how you'll respond feeling those anxious feelings or if you'll be able to perform under pressure. And so now the awareness of being anxious is exasperating your symptoms. Did you follow that? (laughs) I think about it like, well, if I know I'm going to be nervous, will the audience notice that? Or what if they notice that my voice is shaky and now we're just digging ourselves into a bigger self-doubt hole? And another big reason that we fear public speaking is because we're afraid of being judged. If you're presenting to people that you perceive to be like of a higher status or more experienced or more knowledgeable or successful or people that you've never met or maybe you're sharing new ideas or personal thoughts or or stories that are personal to you, it can feel really nerve-wracking and vulnerable, almost like they're looking at you naked rather than you picturing the audience naked. Or is that what you're supposed to do? Is it in your underwear? Either way, not that's not the sound advice I'm going to give you today. But what I really want you to know before we dive in is that nervousness is normal. If you listen to some of the most sought after speakers in the world talk about their experience, they still get nervous before they go on stage. It's normal and it's acceptable and that doesn't mean that you have to shy away from opportunities to put yourself out there. Which leads me right into my first of the five tips I'm going to share with you today. And number one is allow yourself to be nervous. Trying to squash the fear and pretend it doesn't exist just doesn't serve you. But what you can do is reframe how it influences you. So instead of just thinking to myself, I'm nervous and letting the thought end there, I started finishing the sentence by saying to myself and out loud, I'm nervous and that's exciting. Or I'm nervous and that means something awesome is about to happen. Do you hear the difference? Because physiologically, the response of nerves and excitement are the same. Your palms get sweaty, your heart races, your tummy grumbles a little bit, you feel a little bit nauseous. That happens when something really is exciting about to happen and when you're nervous. So if your body is perceiving it as the same, then it's up to you to guide your mind and use that physical response in your favor. Tip number two is to practice often and in different situations and for other people and be open to feedback. I know that's a long tip number two. (laughs) When I first started practicing my speech, I did it in front of the mirror and I was regularly like glancing at my notes. But if I knew that I wasn't gonna be able to see myself on stage and I didn't wanna be peering down at my paper several times, then why would I practice that way, right? 
So I started reciting bits and pieces in the car or while cleaning the house when I couldn't check my notes and I was in a much more natural, relaxed state of being. And then about a week before the event, I was meeting with my dear friend, Tane Griffin, for a project which was totally unrelated to this speech or the event. And she asked how I was feeling about the talk, just like as a good friend. And I mentioned that something to the effect of, you know, I probably would never feel ready, but I was going to do my best. And she offered to listen to my speech and give me some feedback. And given that she's a super experienced keynote speaker, it honestly didn't even occur to me to ask somebody like her. Like I planned to present for my friends and for my mom, but the idea of presenting for someone who was way more developed and skilled as a speaker than me felt super nerve wracking, which if you've gotten this far in the episode means you probably know that the discomfort that came with that definitely meant that I should do it. So I took her up on her offer. And I took my speech to Tane's house a couple days later, which was a word-for-word written speech packed with statistics and key points and things that I thought made me sound smart and that I thought made the speech packed with value, which it was. It was packed with a ton of value. And when I finished the run-through for Tane, she was very kind, but also very real. And it became painfully clear that I was, one, trying way too hard, two, way too rehearsed and, and dry, and three, tried so hard to be somebody else when I was writing this that I took all of the emotion and personality and passion out of it. So we literally scraped the whole thing. This is like a few days out. We scraped the whole thing. We started from scratch with a brand new outline and we took out all of these references that I had to books and other thought leaders and we put more of my ideas in and we worked away from this word for word format so that I could have space to free flow my own thoughts. And it felt a little weird to not have my thoughts so specifically written down, but that also gave me room for me to be me. And if you're speaking about something that you know really well and that you're passionate about, which I certainly hope is the case, then you don't need a cheat sheet because the information is already in your heart and in your head. And yes, give yourself a roadmap so you stay on course. You'll obviously want to follow a sequence that makes sense to the audience and packs a ton of value. But don't constrict yourself to what you know so well into a box that you wrote far beyond your time stepping into that space that you're sharing with your audience. My third tip is to set an intention for your presentation. When I showed up to Tane's house to practice and rework my speech, I said, my goal is that people walk away thinking systems are cool. That's pretty clear, right? It's easy to evaluate if I was successful with that goal after the fact, right? And of course, I also wanted to be entertaining and funny and witty and give lots of tips and tricks and make the audience feel empowered and all of the things. But when you try to do all of the things, you don't do anything well. So I picked one main intention and I let the other hopeful takeaways feel like a bonus. So having a single intention also makes it easier to get clear feedback. So with each run through of my speech, I could ask Tane or my mom or my friends, Do you think systems are cool now? Or do you think systems are cooler now than before I started talking? And after the very first draft that I just told you about, Tane politely (laughs) told me that I wasn't really successful with that intention, which is exactly what I needed to hear. But I wouldn't have looked for that had I not set that intention and then made that clear to the people that were listening for that. So setting your one key takeaway that you hope your audience gets is key for formatting your presentation appropriately. And... Be blunt about it. You've probably heard speakers say, and if there's one thing you take away today, it is dot, dot, dot. 
And if you listened to last week's episode or you were at Powerhouse Women, you'll notice that the very first thing I said when I stepped on stage was, systems are cool. I'm so excited to be here because systems are so exciting or something of that nature. I put it out there so that the intention was clear and set before I ever got into the goodness of what makes that statement true. Advice that somebody gave to me, and I would credit them, but I feel like I got it from a couple different people, so I'm honestly not sure who told me this, but is you just need to trust that whatever you say that day is meant for that room and whatever you leave out wasn't meant for that audience. Truth be told, I looked at my outline after I finished my speech and I forgot a whole section on the concept of decision fatigue, but that's okay because I choose to believe that that group in that room on that day didn't need to hear about decision fatigue. They clearly needed to hear the other things that I shared in place of that. Tip number four is to leave your audience with a call to action. Regardless of your intention, which you just set in tip number three, you'll want to leave your audience with something to do. People like direction, and if it takes too much mental energy to figure out what to do with all the amazing content that you just gave them, then they won't act at all. I've totally been to conferences and workshops where I've seen people speak and I'm like, wow, they're amazing. And I might look them up on Instagram and follow them, or I might just remember their name, but then I don't do anything. And if you're given this platform, you want your audience to do something now that they've heard you share what's on your heart. Honestly, it's a disservice to your audience to fire them up and give them information and empower them and inspire them and then just leave them there with all of this greatness to just fizzle away in a few hours or maybe a few days. Now, when I first wrote my speech, I set up a text number where if somebody texted it, they would receive my book list of my favorite personal growth books. And I'm laughing because I thought this was such a good idea at the time. And not that it's a bad idea, but my thought process was centered around adding value And so I thought a text number would be a cool way to encourage people to engage with me and get something from me at the end of my talk. And I'm really passionate about personal growth and reading, so it totally made sense. Which, I mean, it kind of does. But my intention for them is to think systems are cool. So relating that to books and personal growth is kind of a far stretch. And then if they get my book list, they might order one of them. But again, I'm kind of leaving them to fizzle and not really giving them clear direction on what to take action on. But you can see that as I'm talking this out, it's just not really a concrete plan of action. So what Tane suggested I do and what I did instead is I literally asked for their business and I asked for them to engage with me while also providing value in the form of my time and expertise. So I still set up the text number, but at the end of my speech, I walked them, you know, during the speech, I walked them through a short activity to draft out their dream system. And then I landed at the end with, Now you know what your dream system is, and if you want this as much as I want it for you, then text one, two, three, four, five for a free consultation with me. And the first 10 people that text me will receive a free consultation to make your dream system a reality. So now I've created urgency, it's directly related to my speech, and I'm offering to chat with them and add value in the form of a consultation call, which benefits them and potentially turns into business for me. Do you see how that's so much more powerful than the book list? I had a couple hundred women text me when I did that, and it was awesome. And in case you want to set up something similar, the service I used is called Textiful, which is T-E-X-T-I-F-U-L, Textiful. And I'll also link it in the show notes, and I'm not sponsored by them or anything. This is not an ad. 
but it was super affordable and it was really easy to set up and I will definitely use them again for things in the future that are similar to this. So my last tip is to prime yourself accordingly. Being around the hype of the event was exciting, but I knew that it was getting me too worked up and it wasn't allowing me to get centered and focused before I stepped on stage. So shortly before my turn to speak, I found a quiet space to just breathe and review my notes. And then Tane and my other great friend, Jill Peterson, took me aside and walked me through a visualization to really get me in the right headspace. And I cannot stress how helpful it was to go through that right before my turn to step into something really uncomfortable. And because it was so powerful for me, I followed up with Tane after the event and asked her if we could record something similar so that I could share it with you here today. So in just a moment, I'll play that. And then if you want to keep it for yourself so that it's easily accessible to run yourself through and listen to before a speaking thing that you're doing or a presentation or just anything that you're nervous for, you can also download just the visualization by texting DOWNLOAD30, all one word, to 33777. That's DOWNLOAD30 to 33777. And it'll just ask for the best email to send the audio file to so that you can keep it when you need it and don't have to run through this whole episode again or remember which episode it was uh, to listen to that and get the value from that visualization. All right, gang, those are my five tips. Allow yourself to be nervous and reframe your mindset. Practice often and in front of people who will give you feedback. Set an intention for your presentation. Leave your audience with a clear call to action and prime yourself in a way that feels really good to you. And maybe it's a visualization or maybe for you it's something else. I'm pretty sure Tony Robbins does like an ice bath before he gets on stage. So that's an option too. But this visualization might be an easier place to start. I'm going to pass it off to Tane. Don't forget to text if you want a copy of this visualization. It's download 30 to 33777 and that's in the show notes as well. Enjoy! Okay, so as you're beginning to prepare, the first thing that you'll notice is the feeling of possibly nervousness, excitement, the adrenaline that goes through your body when you're about to perform. And this is an absolutely normal feeling. I get it every single time before I step on stage, before I do a video, before I sit down to do a podcast. The first thing to know is the way you're feeling is just right. There's nothing wrong with it, and there's no reason to resist it. In fact, if you resist it, it will continue. It will persist. That's something you'll notice. What you resist persists when it comes to nerves. So just remember, like I always tell my daughter, excitement and nervousness are actually the same physiological response in your body. It's just what we make it mean. So just lean into it. It's your body preparing. It's getting you ready. It's putting you in the space you need to be in order to perform at your best. So the first thing I want you to do is just to sit calmly with both feet flat on the floor, sitting up straight, and just take a deep breath in and out. And just feel some of that tension and those nerves come out of your body with your exhale. (sighs) Knowing you're not in the moment yet. This is your preparation phase. This is when you get ready. (sighs) 
You'll be surrounded by others looking at you. Sometimes that feels intimidating. Sometimes that feels exhilarating. But you are the star for this moment. Remember that your body will respond in certain ways to the energy in a room. The tip and tool I want you to learn right now is one that you can use before, during, and after any presentation you make. And that is to remember, you can control the internal state of how you feel in the space of many other people. So here's what I mean by that. With your feet on the ground, I want you to really feel grounded. When adrenaline pumps through our body, we start to feel that jittery, jumpy sort of feeling. I want you to remember to feel the floor. You're not going anywhere. You don't have to move. You can source the calm, grounded energy you need through your feet. The next thing I want you to imagine is when you start to feel that jittery feeling, maybe you sense yourself talking too fast, or maybe you feel yourself sweating a little bit. Think of the inside of yourself, just below your skin, as the stillest body of water you could ever imagine. Not a single ripple, not a gust of wind. It's as pure as looking at a piece of glass. You on the inside are a calm body of water. Everything else on the outside of you needs permission to come in. And you get to choose what filter that is. Let's say you choose the filter of all love in, everything else stays out. Maybe you want to feed off of the energy of the crowd. So all good vibes in, everything else stays out. You bring into that still body of water anything you want to feel and experience in that moment while you are performing as your best for those you serve. Wherever you walk, whoever you encounter, you will always remain that still body of water. Take a deep breath in and let it out and feel the stillness. You know everything you need to know for this. You're ready, you're prepared. You will give everything you're meant to give and everything that is needed will be received. Take another deep breath in, a deep breath out and say, I'm ready. One more deep breath in, one more deep breath out. And again, I'm ready. Whenever you are preparing to be your best, you will always know that you are ready. Before you take off, just a few quick things. First, thank you so much for listening to this entire episode. Creating this podcast brings me so much joy, and I just have the most sincere appreciation for you listening, supporting the show, and hopefully getting something out of it. 
Don't forget that any resources or tools mentioned in this episode are conveniently linked for you in the show notes, and you can find those in your podcast app or at heypresleycreative.com slash podcast. Please share this episode with a friend and then screenshot you listening and post it on your social media or your Instagram story and tag me at heypresley so I can see that you're listening and thank you personally. And if you really want to spread the love and you're listening on your iPhone, please take just a couple moments, leave a review in your podcast app. That gives us so much fire to continue working on this and lets me know what you're liking and what you want more of. Lastly, if you haven't already, don't forget to hit subscribe so that each and every time I post a new show, your phone will give you a sweet little reminder to listen in. If you have questions for me or suggestions for the show, find me on Instagram at HeyPresley or shoot an email to podcast at HeyPresley.com. This episode is brought to you by Hey Presley Nutrition, the sustainable and practical approach to reaching your goals. My nutrition coaching company was founded on the basis of empowering you to be successful long-term through accountability, real-life strategies, teaching, and a holistic approach. It's month-to-month. It's entirely personalized. You work directly one-on-one with a coach, and there's no templates or meal plans or cookie-cutter protocols, just what works for you. Pop over to heypresleynutrition.com to see some of the amazing results that clients have achieved and to schedule a free phone consultation with a coach to see if it's a good fit for you. Exclusive to listeners of this show, enter promo code PODCAST, all one word, when you sign up for a sweet discount on your first month. Thank you, make it a wonderful day, and I'll catch you on the next episode.